0: Hey, Dave. Hey, did you get the new journal? Mine came a few days ago. New journal? Official from MMP? I didn't know anything about it. How could I miss the pre-order? I can't believe that. Oh, well, they they haven't put it out for pre-order yet. Oh, so how did you get it? What, you you have an inside line to Chaz now because we interviewed him? No, no. MMP has a new system in place. They were tired of all the heat they were taking for letting things sit on pre-order for months and years before shipping. So now they ship before the pre-order, before anyone knows it's coming. Uh that doesn't make any sense. How, how do they know who to ship to? Well, they have some equipment installed in Chaz's basement, which allows him to see the future. They know who's going to pre-order, so they just ship them out and do the official pre-order after. So now it's called the post-pre-order. They're really going all out to try to manage expectations better. I'm speechless. What kind of equipment do they install that allows them to see the future? Well, it's it's a little complicated, but it invo- involves three precogs in a pool of uh, ionized salt water. And they have visions, and I think there are also some billiard balls rolling around through tubes or something like that. Anyway, anyway, it seems to work. Wow, that's incredible. It sounds just like that movie with Tom Cruise. Which one? You mean Top Gun?
1: Yeah, exactly. Amazing. So MMP can see the future, and they ship their games to people who they
0: know will eventually order. Right. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. How do you know so much about it? Oh, it's been all over the Game Squad forums. Everyone seems to have received theirs already. I'm surprised you didn't get one. Jazz's precogs are never wrong. That must mean you aren't going to post pre-order. Why not? Why? Why wouldn't you get the new journal?
1: Yeah, I always get everything. I, I don't know why the the precogs think I won't. Wait.
0: You don't think? Oh, Dave. Oh no, buddy. I'm sorry. Oh no. Dave, you know I. I I should go and just let you be with your family. This is terrible. Oh, uh, I can't believe it. I, I, am too young to die. Sit down. You, you sit down.
1: I'll, I'll get the. Door. Oh, who's at the door? Oh, it's probably like death,
0: like the grim reaper out
1: there. Oh wow. I can't mean that. Maybe I'm just gonna get up tired of playing ASL. I can't imagine that would ever happen.
0: Okay, that, oh, that well, your neighbor.
1: Oh, good. It wasn't death.
0: No, there's a package for you. Here.
1: Oh. What is it? Hey. Hey, it's from MMP. Look. Hey. It's the new journal. Look. Oh. I'm so happy.
0: Because you're going to live? Oh. Well, yeah, that too. Everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads, the only podcast in the world. Dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Leader. I am one of your hosts, Jeff. And I'm Dave. And we are so happy to see each other, aren't we, Dave? Yes, we are. And, and that it, was a uh, fun comedy bit. And this is um,
1: episode 43. Oh, yeah. 43. We're rolling quite along. Yep. And this is actually recorded in October October twenty fifth, two thousand ten, but yes. we'll be releasing this much later. Yeah. We we finally have completed the comedy bit contest
0: announced one year ago. Yeah. And then shelved by Jeff. <laughs> 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 yeah, so we had a contest we announced to for people to ask people to send in comedy bits uh for us to do on the show and we got a few. Many good ones? Yep. I don't know. Jeff just didn't think they were all that (laughs) Well, no, that wasn't it. And this one we did was actually pretty funny. I don't know. I just like to ad lib. I don't like to work from a script. Yeah. All all of ours are ad lib. I don't know. It seems like a lot of work, and it's probably why I'm not an actor. Can you tell I'm not an actor? (laughs) And that was sent in by John
1: Hoy. H A U G H E Y. And what motivated us to do that recording, you remember, Jeff was at Aslock. When one yeah, of the listeners was, yeah, came she, up, it wasn't yeah. him, but it was oh, his yeah. friend. Right. <laughs> or, or one of the other people, Paul, yeah. one of the other people that sent us um, comedy bit intros, who, who yeah. said, hey, my friend's got a bone <laughs> to pick with you guys. And we're like, oh, comedy bit. Okay, well, we'll just resolve it. Yeah. And we may use some of the other ones in the far future. Yeah, we um, might. The contest is officially over. Thanks yeah. for sending them in. And John Hoy, you're the winner. You're the winner. Please email us with your address, and we'll be sending you a gift. A beautiful be, gift. To yes. be determined. Probably a White. Scenario pack oh. or something.
0: Yeah. And that was good. And it was actually a, a funny bit and uh we worked well from the script. Yes. You know what, but this makeup, so I'm wearing a lot of makeup for this. I I I wondered why did you insist we have makeup? This is not a television show. Oh. Why did you know it helps me get in character. Okay. Yeah. I hope we don't get in trouble, because I know Spielberg is a, is an avid listener to our show, and we made some reference there to his wonderful movie uh, Minority Report. That goes right to John Hoy. They can yeah. sue him. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So... Here we go with uh, episode 43. And the bulk of this episode will be an interview with Perry. Yeah, Perry, Perry Cock from uh, MMP and probably other things. Is that his full-time job? I never asked him that. Uh, yeah. I didn't like that question. Or no. Like, do you have a real job, Perry? Yeah, you know, that wouldn't be right. nice. Yeah, I is don't it, know. Is MMP? Yeah, I don't know. I thought they were all part-timers. No, there's they, Other members. than Chaz? Chaz is
1: full-time.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: there's got to be a few full-timers. Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was a lot of fun talking to Perry finally after all this time and, and letting him put faces to our voice, because I know he also is an avid listener. He's a rabid listener. <laughs> I think he does listen song. Um. He has rabies. So that'll come a little later, but first but of first, all... Letters. Letters. It's time for Letters listener mail it's time for letters yeah we don't really get letters
1: and listener mail
0: so what do we have dave all right well jeffrey the mailbox has been the mailbox has been a little sad lately very very sad yeah i went out to mr mailbox he's like oh i'm sad we're not getting as much mail as we used to but do you think people are not listening I, I know I'm not. I
1: think there's just not much to comment on unless we make some stupid thing yeah. comment about in the Netherlands or something. Yeah. Um, you know I like to mention that this. <laughs> yeah, episode, we like to. Yeah,
0: we like to be rabble rousers.
1: this episode is brought to you by listener donations, including our friend Jack. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack, for your kind donation. Yeah. He's getting back into the show and back into ASL. I think he took a little D and D break or something.
0: Oh really? Has been busy, but well, that's understandable. Um.
1: This letter. From Kevin. <laughs> ah, Kevin. Hi guys. Of course, you just... really
0: kept me hanging there. Hi was...
1: guys. Just listen to episode forty, where you mentioned possibly porting ASL to D and D or the other way around. But I let you know there's such a game already published. There you go, Jeff, Ah, not gonna get rich stealing someone else's idea. Uh, yeah, I guess it. not. It's called Behind Enemy Lines, and the publisher was the Companions Incorporated. Published in 1985, mm-hmm. it focuses on the U.S. infantry versus Germans. Of course, It's pretty well detailed. A group of us, that's Kevin's friends, had started a campaign beginning with the D-Day landing and were using 135th scale models and figures to represent the characters and vehicles. They had played two games before a couple of the players drifted off to other things and there wasn't enough interest to continue. I have the basic set and just found a British expansion on eBay. So there's one published by FASA in
0: 1982. FASA, which was which uh, based here in, in Homer, Illinois, I believe. And they and also published Battletech.
1: And you know what FAS, FASA, FASA stands for?
0: Um, F? no, uh, Dave. That's a little bit of trivia that is escaping me. I used to know, and th- that company got—I think they some of that, some of their intellectual property got bought by Catalyst Games. But I don't remember what FASA stands for. Yeah, they did also Shadowrun. Which right. Our friends over. Our friends over it. Yeah, our very good, our very Fear dear, the dear birds, birds friends at that Fear we, the we met once. They—they <laughs> they call us hello. We're so close. They say hello. <laughs> and FASA stands for. I thought you were actually. I thought you actually knew this. You're looking this up on Google. I am not looking it up on Google. Terrible cheater. i You I'm will never prosper. On, I, 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 oh, you're so, looking it up on Yahoo. Ask.com, right? No, FASA.com. What? What? Wikipedia. What does it stand for? Wikipedia. I can't find it now. Okay, please continue driving while Dave looks this up, Pause. and I'll entertain you with a puppet show. Why don't you go with another letter? Well, I could do that, but you know, and I I don't recall if I mentioned this, but also the you know the GURPS, which is the generic universal role-playing system, correct. Also has a World War II module for it. So if you buy the GURPS rulebook, then you can buy the World War II module, and um, I don't know if it's any good, but does it does it really matter? I don't know. I don't think it does. Then we also have a letter from. Fredonian Aeronautics and Space Administration.
1: You're kidding me. It was an acronym made by that, for that to represent that. It, it was a joking allusion to the Marx Brothers film Duck Soup.
0: Oh, yeah. So I remember I, Fredonia. Big, I was a big Marx Brothers fan back in college. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Because the, they were still alive when I was... In, no, they weren't. I'm kidding. I'm not that old. Crying out loud. Here's one. Uh, dear Def, Jeff and Dave, I love your podcast. Great job. I'm the guy to which Chaz was referring when he was talking about the Korean War ASL project. I manage the project, which has been in the works since 2001 or so, and we hope to submit to MMP this year. We have a global team working on it. And uh, in my completely non-objective and biased perspective, (laughs) it is the most interesting thing to me for ASL since the Japanese PTO and uh, historical ASL. If you would like to interview me, it will greatly inflate my ego and we will and may be of interest to your legions of loyal listeners. Kind regards, Ken Katz, Long Meadow, Maryland. And Ken we are booked up with about eight more interviews from Aslock. but we will put you in the queue. Yeah, definitely. we'd like to talk to you about that. I'd like to know more about that how that whole thing is going. Yeah, by the time we get to you, it'll be on it'll pre-order. probably be on the post-pre-order. Oh, the post-pre-order, yeah, with the precogs.
1: I have a letter from Rick. Journal 8 has two scenarios relating to the Ghost Mountain Boys. Oh, yes, Jeff this is good,
0: right. Several
1: shows ago. Note, the 32nd Infantry Division was comprised of troops from Michigan and Wisconsin, and it is flat land with long winters. They were sent to New Guinea to cross jungles and climb mountains without the proper training or equipment. Snafu. Truly amazing they could endure from Rick. Good point, Rick. Yeah. Truly amazing and great book.
0: Okay, well, thanks, everybody, for your letters. We'd like to hear more from you, and we want to remind everybody that... Actually, I have one more. Oh, no. No, that's too many. From Rick Salisbury. No, stop.
1: I I believe in your last podcast you were discussing fighting withdrawal, the scenario. I think it's related to a user email. On Tom Repetti's site, there's an illustrated replay of fighting withdrawal in a PDF format. And, Jeff, do you want the link for that, maybe? Or uh, yeah, why don't you, you can... send me the
0: link, and I will put that in the show notes. Or Google up Tom Repetti,
1: and you'll find this replay. There are also some other examples Oh, yeah, and of the play. Heartbreakers,
0: Tom Repetti and the Heartbreakers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. uh, there's other examples of play, including I of the Tiger, Basic Night Rules. Oh, good. Is he the, oh, it was Randy Rossi, I think, that liked the night rules. Yeah. Basic PTO rules and others. And I thought you could email the listener who mentioned the final withdrawal of the above link. Well, he could find it by hearing this letter. Yeah. Nice pick of ass. Picks of ass. Lock. Keep up the tireless work,
0: from Rick Salisbury. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Any more letters before I make a fool of myself? No, sir. Okay, then I will make a fool of my. No, no, I won't make a fool of myself. But um, should we remind everybody about the contest that's going on? That's correct. Can you tell us again, Jeff? Well, this contest. Now we should make this clear. This contest is going from October twenty. Whatever. Third or whatever today is up through November, uh, December 15th of 2010. So you cannot, if you're listening to this like 10 years in the future, it's too late. Right. Don't submit anything. But the deal is we've got a very nice, uh, full size, full color, limited edition print from Ken Smith, who is an artist who does the covers of many of the ASL journals over the last few years. And, uh, this is a beautiful print. And it will probably be gracing the cover. We we think we're 99% sure that it will be gracing the cover of the Hakapala module when that comes out. Or the, uh, yeah, the module when that comes out. But this is a full-size print. It's full-size. It isn't life-size, but it's full-size. It's I don't know. It's about uh, two feet by three feet. Nice print. We are giving that away. All you have to do is call into our phone number and leave a message, 30, 30 to 60 seconds, on how you would describe ASL to somebody Who's never heard of it? As sort of a, like an elevator speech. Or I think why you love ASL. I still think it needs to. Be. Well, we should probably pick one <laughs> or the. Okay, one <laughs> or the other. <laughs> so well, yeah, listeners yeah, could can be choose. one or the other. We're very relaxed here. We want to please everybody. All you have to do is call in, to our, to our voicemail. Leave us a message, thirty to sixty seconds on one of those two topics: why you love ASL or what ASL is. What would you? How would you describe it to somebody at a party, for instance, or in an elevator, or on the way to the hospital, or perhaps um, while you're talking to the mailman? Well, sometimes Could be anything. you know, going to the hospital, they sometimes they do want you to talk so you don't yeah. go into shock. Right. You know, so yeah. Do you remember what day it is? Uh, it's Thursday. How would you describe ASL? Uh, well, it's a it's a, Yeah. said that to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, so leave that and. Just by leaving a message, we will enter you into the drawing, and it will be a drawing. We're not going to have it, so you don't have to be, you don't have to come in first place. There will be no voting. It's not a talent competition. We just uh, want everybody to call in, and you'll get into the drawing. And we're not picking our friends' names. No, we're not, and we are not eligible. Correct. Yeah. Though you look eligible, Dave, you really do. So, uh... Yeah, somebody's going to win that nice prize, and there'll be a couple of backup prizes. I still can't believe I tore
1: my game rules well.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's really sad. <laughs> we were doing uh, that
1: comedy bit, and yeah. I spontaneously grabbed my notes that I thought were for a quiz show. and
0: We needed the, we needed the with sound that effects was a page paper, yeah. of the
1: rules, page A9, and Ooh. I ripped the corner right off.
0: All right, if anybody page. has an extra page, A9, what's on the reverse side of page A9? A10. A10, okay. If anybody has an extra one of those, please send it to Dave. Look at the cost of doing this show. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, Jeff, it's time for
0: Quiz Show. Oh, it's time for Quiz Show. No one
2: else could play. He was the top man at his craft. But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, a blowing reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle for a company. Hip, hooray. We're living in the USA. on, new Yanks all holiday. Hip, hip hooray.
1: Welcome back, everybody, and now it's time for another episode of. Quiz Show.
0: And here we go into Quiz Show. It's good. It's good to be back and doing the, the roots. Back to our roots. Yes, with that great talking about music. Rules. Yeah, good intro. Rule stuff. Because we do have a lot of interviews. We're gonna just get bogged down in doing a lot of interviews. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to talk to people anymore. We want to get back to playing, squad leader, and
1: yeah, we wanted to have a quiz show on rules 4.7.
0: Oh, 4.7! I, I love that. Okay, section A. Oh yeah. Advance phase. Oh, what's that? You tell me, Jeff. What's an advance? Well, an advance is when you you see a you know you see a woman you like. And uh, maybe you know you think no you no to, you no no over?
1: no no that's making advances no that's oh. not
0: what, advanced phase in squad leader oh different rules
1: yes. different rules entirely different rules. you're breaking the rules right. when you do that right you're married, no young man okay it is making a one hex move during the advance phase right with your infantry
0: hor yes infantry horizontally or vertically and it can't has do to it be, with vehicles
1: can't do it with vehicles
0: even if the vehicle is like on the edge of a cliff. Like teetering on the edge of a cliff, and then like a bird comes and lands on the front bumper, and it it tips over, it sets sets it off, it's too much weight, it tips you it know, over and tumbles into the next hex.
1: With all the rules in Advanced Quad Leader, yeah. I don't think there are
0: rules for vehicles driving off of cliffs. You know, and I think Perry mentions that, that that's <laughs> one of the big, one of the things he wishes he could change. Actually, there's no rules about birds. <laughs> it's sorely missing. Um so you can
1: advance into an adjacent hex hills, yes. But you cannot go up a level in a building and over to a new hex in a building. Up and over is like two advances. That's no so you're either going up a level or you're going across to the next room.
0: You can only move one. Two is right out.
1: For Yeah. So here's the quiz show, Jeff can okay, you. here we go. Can you advance from inside an entrenchment? To inside another
0: entrenchment in an accessible hex, up like up and out and into a different entrenchment, not oh, correct, not along include, the same entrenchment, correct, so but up and out because you know that's usually an extra oh, point there. Man, I let's rule. see, that doesn't happen to me very often, except no. except in real life, <laughs> it happens pretty often. I don't know, you know, I'm going to say no. I, I would say no. <clears> that really you can, yeah, you can actually advance from under a foxhole. Yeah. to the next hex go under that foxhole seems very generous because yeah. in
1: the rules you have to pay that extra point
0: well how many point. points would how many movement points would that be oh it'd well be, now there's well, i mean see. I mean if it was during movement phase one to come out right one to open underground and one to go in so it'd be three or it' would be three typically. okay typically okay. Okay. so that makes sense typically um, so I mean in, and in the advanced phase would, so mess it up in the advanced phase you can move how many movement points? This is oh I'm quizzing That's you. That's coming up. Oh I'm turning the tables. <laughs> Aiden on. Ron oh, okay. in my quiz All right all right. Oh I'll sit quietly and wait for Can you. Can a,
1: me a pinned unit advance? No. A broken unit?
0: No. A TI unit? TI Texas Instruments? No. I used to think it was task involved, but it's not. It's temporarily immobilized. <laughs> oh temporarily immobilized. Well I would say no then. No. Yeah no they could not advance. Uh, a good order unit? Yes, of course. Yes,
1: I just yeah. wrote that in because I was getting sick of all the no answers. <laughs> it was becoming obvious. <laughs> all right. Can a vehicle advance? No,
0: except for that tipping part where they're yes, going to with the
1: bird and yeah, the... No, no. What, it...
0: what if it was an Australian
1: swallow <laughs> carrying a Coke? Probably so. Can a... We'd have
0: to ask the Australians. Can a... Special rules. Wire counter advance? Can, can a... They... <laughs> No. No. Very good. No inanimate objects. Very good, can advance, dude. I thought offer that one. No birds, no, no no rocks. No rocks. No can rocks advance. and no Well uh trenches oh. cannot advance. Can I ask you one or are you, are you asking all the questions? You
1: can only ask one if it's not coming up as part of my quiz show.
0: All right, are you gonna be talking about cavalry? No. Okay, can cavalry advance? N- With their horses? Dang.
1: No. Wait. No
0: <laughs> you should know this. we just played cavalry. I know, I know. And I do a show I calf. cannot remember. I would say, yeah.
1: No. No, they're like motorcycles. Yeah. No, or they don't. I bet they don't. Yeah. We'll double we'll, we'll check that, listeners, but I'm going to yeah. go on record as a no. Okay. And we'll dig out the rule book in a little bit. All right. Which means we never will because we have yeah. really
0: Let's dig out the rule book. Let's tear more of your pages. <laughs> that was fun. Now, can you advance into a hex with a vehicle, an armor fighting vehicle? Sure. Yes. What do you have to do to do that? Uh, you have to say, Mother, may I? Yes, first, always politeness is always important, yeah. especially at Aslock. No, I mean for for an infantry to advance into a a, vehicle, a, into a vehicle, a vehicle what do to you
1: have to do first? Do something before they're allowed to do
0: that. Do you have to pass like a task check? Yes, you do. Oh, okay. A Why? Patsy. Why? Oh, a pa- oh, that's a patsy. A pin a yeah. pre armor assault uh, task, task check. Right? Could oh. they come up with
1: anything longer? A post pre
0: armor assault. <laughs> task yeah. I mean, if they can do that, they could. If they can come up with that, they can put Klein Schmidt on a counter.
1: Uh, Let's hope so. Now
0: think about it. Just you are going to remember that
1: because men are afraid to advance against a tank. It's armored. It's got machine guns. It has a big
0: cannon on it.
1: It can hurt you.
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about what if they're on the same side? No, no, this is an enemy vehicle. Oh, an enemy vehicle. This is important. Details are important. Yes, I was thinking of. No, you can Same only nationality. enter Same into child. a hex with a vehicle, and that's okay. coming up in stacking limits. Okay. Next. Okay. All right. So going against an enemy vehicle, can you? Yes, if you pass the patsy.
1: And now that was rule 4.71. Let's go to 4.72. Ooh, for those around. of you that are following along at home. Yes. Can New you advance? Can you advance in a hex whose movement factor cost is greater than or equal to four? Yes. Yes, but. But. You become CX. Correct. And if you're already CX? Then you become CCX. <laughs> Double CX. Yeah. No, that'd be too complicated. No. Then you cannot advance. You can't do it. Right. Yeah. So if you're already... C- now, this is something I played for years and didn't get. I know. So me when too. you're going up the hill, you yeah. want to advance up that hill, and it's woods, a woods hill. Right. That normal movement factor is four. Right. You're already CX. You're not advancing you up that hill. You can't do it. And for years, that was like, what? Oh, okay. That's a real fine-tuning
0: kind of thing. For me, at least. And of course, if it's five, you can't. So I mean, the max. Well, well, what, no, no, wait, no. wait. wait, wait.
1: You, you yeah, you can less than three. You
0: can, yeah, you can do it without
1: the CX. Right. Greater than or equal to four, you get the CX. So if it's
0: five, no. Yeah, you can. Still, greater than or equal to four. That would include five. Oh, greater than or equal to four. <laughs> okay, but what if it's what if it's m- more than thousand? six? Yeah. What if you're what if you're advancing into a room with revolving knives? Then no. you're going to get into minimum move, I think, rules, which I think is coming up in the show. Okay. Now not want we'll to do a show about minimum move. Yeah, we could do a whole show about minimum move. Well, short, short, which surely. would also be minimally interesting.
1: <laughs> now, here's what I found fascinating about rule 4.72. Tell me. Let me read a little section to you. Oh, it's the section I happened to torn off. Oh no. Oh, here it is. And advance into any hex whose movement factor cost, excluding smoke, is greater than or equal to four or movement factors, or or all of that units available non-double time movement, whichever's less, may not be made if the unit is already CX. Excluding smoke. I don't think I know that. Excluding smoke. So say so if that there's another smoke way. thrown into the hill. Yeah. You're gonna go up the hill hex into the woods, that's four movement factors. Smoke is one. Wouldn't that be double two for going uphill?
0: Yeah, I would think. That would be uh
1: six, six movement factors. You don't have to count the smoke when you're doing the when you're doing the advance. Yeah, for the CX. Maybe it it just slows you down, hmm. but it doesn't trip you like stumbling through the woods or something. I don't know. I I thought it says right there, excluding smoke.
0: So hmm. take okay. it as it is. All right, take it uh, yeah. You know what? don't ask too many questions correct these are we are laying down the rules we don't make the rules we just follow the rules and make them into quiz shows yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you it also again as we just read it applies if you if the move costs all of your non double time movement factor allotment so your conscripts move
0: three
1: and your wounded leaders three so they they don't have the four greater than or equal to four they right. just greater than or equal to three.
0: And if you're carrying something heavy, like your mother-in-law, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. For instance, now rule four. Or if you're carrying a, you know, one of those big Russian machine guns, yes. And rule four
1: point eight. <laughs> big Russian
0: mother-in-laws. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, the Robin, point Robin and I uh, just met another couple it's going to be really personal no not okay. not that personal but she's she, we, we've met a couple um that we've palled around. we've a couple gone, of what a couple of people a man and a woman who are married and we went over is to their house and, and had dinner and no i you. i would have told you if we had met you anyway they're russian mhm it's Daria and dmitry very nice we had a we had a great time at their house cute but they're russian and i you know i where are they rushing to? Well, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because we're so not international here in the Midwest. We're so not international. So I meet somebody that's Russian, and I just want to say, oh, tell me all about the KGB. <laughs> or, oh, do you have one of those big, heavy machine guns with, the, on the, with the wheels? You know? That's, <laughs> have you ever heard of yeah. God? Yeah. <laughs> it just... Beautiful. I just want to do it. I want to do it. I say, yeah, how was it with Stalingrad? You know, they're only 35. Right now? Their parents, how was, are you still mourning
1: Stalingrad? Yeah, their parents probably, that's why I asked my students at school, you know, your parents probably remember the yeah. Cold War right? and living under Soviet domination. And a lot of the kids will come in with these stories. Yeah. We have a very large, new, ex-Soviet bloc immigrants coming in i was telling jeff earlier about a student of mine from lithuania and she literally yeah. doesn't know anything about gods not just like god and we don't get too religious on this show or political but um she asked like if the norse gods were real i mean nothing and i don't know if that's just her family that's ridiculous odin or f- isn't real I, you know i don't thor know. is real thor is yeah. there's gonna be a movie about Thor. i know well yeah. there you go he's real the comic strip yeah thor um but but yeah, there's a ton of these uh, new people from the old Soviet bloc in yeah. this
0: area. Yes, and of course we have lots of Koreans and others. Yeah, lots of Koreans and lots of apparently Laotian Air Force. That's mighty <laughs> specific. <laughs> I know. Well, Robin and I were at a seminar uh, over here in Schaumburg about a month ago, and after our seminar was over, we were leaving, and there were all these Asian men and the, and their wives dressed dressed up very nicely and the men were wearing uniforms and it was a reunion of the laotian air force oh the laf wow. was having some sort of a gathering at the hyatt hotel so it was a very lot interesting yeah locals they held it here maybe yeah was... yeah so it's cool I, I love the international stuff anyway yes, indeed. and we're so ignorant except about the netherlands now we're <laughs> we're quite expert ask me anything no don't ask me anything let's get on to four points show yeah quiz show <laughs> Oh, where were we? Oh, TI is rule
1: 4.8, mm-hmm. temporarily immobilize, not task involved, like I've said for years and still do. Okay,
0: task involved,
1: temporarily insane. <laughs> temporarily insane. Yeah. When do you place a TI counter on? And I do not have the answer to
0: this. I know a few things. It gets placed on infantry, yeah? Yep. Yeah, when you're pushing a gun. Oh, right. Right? Manhandling a gun. When
1: you're clearing a roadblock, and that's all I can think of offhand. But it's not in Rule 4.8. It's scattered throughout the rest of the rulebook, and I wasn't about to go around to find them all. There's a bunch of activities that you can engage in that then you place the TI marker on you.
0: So if they're moving a gun, they could not then decide to advance, and they certainly couldn't advance with the gun because they're TI, their task.
1: Yes, to do the various things we're going to cover next.
0: And what do they call it, task? Temporarily,
1: see, well, teaching <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah. temporarily immobilized.
0: Temporarily immobilized.
1: It sounds like okay. a tank thing.
0: It does, yeah. Temporarily immobilized. It doesn't yeah. sound like an infantry thing, but it is. It sounds like something that Ben Gay would help. I'm, yeah, I'm temporarily immobilized. Here, rub it on. <laughs> You'll feel bad. better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, well, <laughs> when is the TI counter removed? It is. It comes in the color red.
0: I yeah, think. well, it gets taken off when a pin counter comes off, which is right after the advance phase. Right? Uh, like in close combat? Right after combat? the close combat phase, yes. Oh, Jeff. after close combat phase? Um, End of the close combat. End of the close combat so phase. So when you okay. get combated, you, oh, right, right, you have the penalties of the pin and all. <clears throat> okay, okay.
1: Or the TI. Now, or, of course, if your unit breaks, you're suddenly free. You're no longer pushing the gun. When you break, you're running around like madmen. Yeah. Screaming, help
0: us. Yes. And may a TI unit move? May a TI unit move when? What are you talking oh, about? Oh, my notes say no. But wait a minute. If you put it on when you're pushing a gun... We're talking about advance? You mean may a TI unit advance? Oh I don't think you put it on when you're pushing a gun. More bad information to the... Okay. <laughs> We're going to have everybody playing. <laughs> and remember to turn your boards upside down
1: Because you times. can't move.
0: A TI unit
1: may not move at all. Can it advancing fire? Yes. No. No. Eh. Oh, a, a TI unit. Correct. Oh, can it? I know it's kind of like, well, if they're if they're busy clearing the roadblock, and yeah, then an enemy they enemy
0: nearby. That would make sense that they can't. Yeah, they're too busy. They got their hands full. And can they engage in close combat?
1: Yes. Yes, and on the counter you'll notice there is a
0: plus one. Did I get one right? Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the. Uh, what are we drinking here, Dave?
1: Uh, a, a regular Miller High Life with a picture of a woman on it.
0: Yeah, which is nice. It reminds me of something that you would see on the front of a. B seventeen bomber. Or yes,
1: it does. We're not B-29. sure why they did that on yeah. this packaging, but
0: I can see why you bought this beer, though. Plus, it's cheap, which we like these days. Some, as sometimes, Jeff's putting and his it, kids but, through But college. what's in the glass that is also acting as our as our bell? The butterscotch I, schnapps. <laughs> butterscotch sh- schnapps. School. <laughs> Cuba Libre. <laughs> hey, where in the world did you get butterscotch schnapps? And don't tell me one of your kids at school gave it to you. One of my kids at school gave it to me. <laughs> I told you not to tell me that. Yeah. Took it out of his locker. I confiscated yeah. it. confiscated it. And you know, I do. Then we bring it I to have, the show.
1: I have a drawer full of toys. Do you really? I think it's hilarious. And yeah. the kids love it. I'll open this drawer of toys and I'll pull out, like, this stuffed platypus. I have, um, of course, tons of bouncy balls, hacky sacks. Yeah. It's very funny. I start pulling out all these objects. <laughs> That's great.
0: What's in that drawer? What a waste of a drawer. Space. No squad leader, huh? No, no, I would confiscate that cool. right away. What are you guys doing? Oh no, oh, we're playing uh, West of Alamein. I'm gonna confiscate that and sell it to Jeff for two hundred and ninety-five dollars. <laughs> it's capitalism, what a guy, my what a friend. Guy, what a guy! It's capitalism, <laughs>
1: except when the banks need a bailout, <laughs> then it's
0: socialism. <laughs> yeah.
1: But then they don't want to follow the rules, so it's back to capitalism <laughs> when they're doing well, so they can engage in close combat. And right on that counter, yeah. yes, we're back to the squad leader rules. Okay, folks. yeah, that's good. Plus one, neg one. So when they, they roll their die, it's bad for them. They have to
0: add a plus one. Oh, for their close combat. Yes, um, and when it's rolled against them, a neg one.
1: Correct. Then on to rule five. Oh. Stacking limits. It's just basic. Sorry, listeners, if you're a more advanced player, you probably got a grip on stacking limits. But, you know, there's a lot of new players out yeah. there that have been listening. So what are the normal stacking limits for infantry? It would be three full squads. Which I have memorized, but also, how many single-man counters in addition to the three squads?
0: Um, I think there's no limit. Is that right? There is. Oh, there is a limit. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let me guess. Let me just see if I can guess. Eight. Twice too many. Four. Four is correct. I don't know why I guessed eight. I think if
1: a squad is ten, half squad is five. Five.
0: Yeah, four is under
1: a half squad in yeah. quantity. That's okay. one way to try and memorize Yeah. It. And I wrote down a note. Did we remember to do that when we played the scenario from the Italian? Oh,
0: where with all of the um, all yeah, all of the all the single man counters representing the headquarters. The, staff. the headquarters you had staff. To escape. Right. You had like right. twelve of them or something. I don't, I don't, don't think know. so. No, I don't think so. I don't think we remembered that you can only have four. Well, I mean, count as a squad. you can overstack. Correct.
1: Now, can you over overstack at setup? No. No. Can
0: you overstack off-board setup? No. No. I wouldn't think That's so. Correct. Oh, and I have a question for you. This came up uh, in my game with Mike the other night. Didn't we establish that this is a
1: one-way quiz show? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we can cut this part out and move it somewhere else. <laughs> I like <laughs> to the ask question. things while they come yeah, up. Yeah, but then because, I don't know, you know anything, and then, then I give is. wrong information. No, I'm sorry. Uh, so Mike was setting up off-board with tanks. Mm-hmm. And as he was coming on board, he was going to take a hit from me. So he wanted to delay, delay, delay off-board and then come on with just one movement factor. Is that allowed? Yes. You can delay, delay, delay it before yes. you come on. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Great. Which and is a very, very good tactic. Yeah. And something I forget a lot is using delay points with my vehicles while Yeah.
0: While.
1: Yeah, because you can make the guy
0: pay the penalty for not having the vehicle in line of sight long enough. Right.
1: So a very good tactical tip.
0: Because those delay points have, I mean, those movement it's happening behind the movement phase and even if you don't if you know you don't say you're using them, they're still getting expended. Yes. So if somebody the knows the, the rules better than you, which isn't that tough. Right. For me. So you want to stop yeah. behind the okay. building,
1: delay, right. Zzz, then zip into the in his line of sight and stop. You're only spending two
0: movement points or right. something. Yeah, okay. Okay, thank you for that. And back to
1: stacking. stacking. what is the movement penalty for being overstacked? So there's a stack of three squads ahead of you. You're going to move a squad through there. An
0: extra one. An extra one per squad. Fractions rounded up, by the way. And everybody has to say, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> coming through. Yeah. yeah, coming through. And you should not yell fire when you're an <laughs> overstacked
1: hex because people will stampede Yes. and the little counters might get killed. Very dangerous. Uh, or it's one movement point per squad overstacked In addition to penalties for vehicles. What did I mean by
0: that? I don't know how to read the rule. I'm glad you asked that. What did he mean? Where were we? I feel like we disappeared into a dream. 5.11
1: vehicles must pay one movement point for each overstacked squad or equivalent in addition to any overstacked movement cost for vehicles. That was movement points or vehicle movements. So they get like the double whammy. They have to pay if there's too many vehicles and too many squads. Too many squads.
0: And they have to say, excuse me, as they're rolling over everybody's feet.
1: (laughs) Can overstacking cause
0: minimum move? Can it cause indigestion? It may. Yeah. But can it cause minimum move? uh, Can overstacking cause minimum
1: move? It's the rule where you can only move one hex because it's caused too many moving points. Yeah, I would say. Sure. Yes, it can. Yeah. And can it cause a difficult terrain advance
0: move? Mm, difficult. Advance versus difficult terrain. terrain. Let me let me guess. Let me guess. Difficult. Terrain. I would say yes. Yes is correct. Ah, I'm good. Sorry. Hey, wait a minute. Wait, we forgot. Isn't it? Isn't that dramatic? Good sound effect. <laughs> We're not fully prepared with our uh, sound effects tonight for some reason.
1: Now, do personnel pay for entering a vehicle? Overstacked Hex. <coughs> so if you have too many vehicles in the Hex, because the vehicle stacking limits are one vehicle yeah. per Hex.
0: And normally if you're walking through that, moving an infantry through that, they would have to pay one extra. Do the infantry have to? Yes. The answer is <laughs> no. What? Yeah. We're, what? I just
1: read that the vehicles have to pay for the infantry. Right. The infantry don't have to pay for overstacked vehicles.
0: Well, they pay one For moving through a a hex with vehicles, right? Normal costs. Oh, they pay normal cost of terrain? Oh, yeah, that's right. Normal cost of terrain. There's no extra. Right, 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 right. Right, 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 right. right. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. People are little. They run around those vehicles. We've practiced that over at Cantini, running around the tanks. It's easy. Yes, we do
1: practice out there. It's great.
0: Next question, Jeff. Okay.
1: What is the attack penalty? Three. Wait, wait, wait for the whole question, please. Okay, all right. What is the attack penalty for fire from an overstacked hex? Uh, what
0: is the attack penalty? One plus
1: one. Plus one. Very good, Jeffrey. Very good. Now,
0: thank you. Per counter. Oh, per per overstack counter. Yes. Okay. Does that apply? To close combat,
1: also. Yes. Very good, Jeffrey. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Now, does that apply during the movement phase? You know, like if you're moving through an overstacked tax, does that apply?
0: Does what apply? What part? Plus one. Or well, then, if you're moving through an overstacked, if so, if I have an overstacked well, okay. hex and I'm moving through it, Oh, let me finish the
1: question quickly. Okay.
0: What is the attack bonus for firing into the overstacked hex? Oh, minus one for each. Very good. Yes, thank you, children. children. Jeff's
2: yes. been very yes. good today. Yes,
0: thank you. Right, the neg you're one. You're each going to get a popcorn ball.
1: Now, does the neg one apply? When you're when during the movement phase, when you're moving through an overstacked hex, making it temporarily
0: overstacked. No. Oh. Oh, we're sorry, Jeff. Yes, no. it does. Oh. When when you're overstacked, <laughs> those kids, they're ruthless. They're, they're rough. They're a really rough crowd. <laughs> you kids,
1: be nice. Yeah. So. so <laughs> yes, when you move. So, like, if you're three squads in there and yeah. you you move through that hex, yeah. it does apply. But now there's a limit to that it applies at that time and I think I wrote down read the rule live five one point okay three.
0: so so they're running through so like I'm running through and you fire at me correct and the instant you're in the overstack hex, yeah the bone the, the penalties apply, the pen- okay
1: or the bonus for from- me uh, yeah I guess that so makes sense the rule okay. reads like this defensive yeah. penalties rule 5 1.3 and this has been changed you remember I go through my rules and I write in all the little changes. Oh yeah, changes. let me see the
0: uh, errata, Do you want to read that? Go ahead and read that. The errata at Sarada. Overstacking penalties during the movement phase apply only to moving units, although the presence of non-moving units in the target location will probably be the determining factor in whether a moving unit is overstacked at the instant of attack. There you go. I, you know that would have taken me. Two and a half months to write that paragraph. That's a good one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, and the, the change that so, used to read overstacking penalties apply only to moving units during first fire, and they changed it to overstacking penalties
0: during the movement phase apply only to moving units. Yeah. Interesting. But wow. legalese. I'm always in awe. Always in awe of this game. And, well, that wasn't that funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. So, How am I doing so far? Am I going to so, win You're anything? doing really, really well. Yeah, well, I could give you that
1: extra print we have, but we promised it to the listeners who do the phone-in. Thing, oh, right. In a desperate right. attempt yeah. to get people to actually show us they're out there. So, uh, what? No, I'm sorry. No, who? <laughs> <laughs> what is the attack penalty bonus for firing was Neg1. Does that also apply to close combat? Yes. And does it apply to a to hit die roll?
0: What, to hit die roll? Yes. Oh No, oh, no, they like that. That was an
1: ah sound. Oh, that's a good... Um, you oh, don't so if, also... No, it's all right. Quick. okay all right. Now, what are the vehicles... Sta- oh, we did the vehicle stacking limits, one. Yeah. So now, what is... Done for an overstacked vehicles. In terms of what what effect does it being over overstacked? If this is okay, this is just really complicated. I'm just gonna have to read this to you. Okay. When the vehicle, when you overstack your vehicles more than one per hex, the rule reads kind of like this: the vehicle tar you, you, the enemy shoots at you on the vehicle target type to hit die roll. Right. The final die roll, not the original, the final which includes the modifiers. Right. Okay. If it exceeds the modified to hit number by less than or equal to the amount of vehicles in the hex, that means it may hit the other vehicle. wasn't this crazy?
0: Isn't that nuts? So, so, it's, so you're saying when, when you do when, you so fire, roll? Okay, so when okay. you're firing at a, at a, at a hex that has two vehicles. Three vehicles, you pick which vehicle. You, so you three pick vehicles in vehicle a hex. And you pick which one you're firing at. You're making your die roll to hit. Let's yeah. say you need a 10 to hit the vehicle. Let's say it's a tank, a half track, and um, a Jeep. A Jeep. And you need a 10 to hit. Okay, we're going for the, the tank. tank. Yeah.
1: The vehicle target type to hit die roll. So I roll to hit. Yeah. I roll a 11. Okay. Which means that it exceeded my modified to hit number. Oops, it's over. I didn't right. get my 10. I rolled an 11. But it's over by uh, one. Over by one. Then that if that number that you miss by a little bit yeah. is less than the amount of vehicles in that hex.
0: A lot less than or equal to. One less is than. less
1: than three. Right that could could be another hit on another vehicle accidentally. And
0: then how do you determine I imagine that's, that's a,
1: coming a random up next. roll. Yeah. Oh, okay. So if you rolled a 12, that missed by two, yeah. and there's three vehicles in the hex, you still might hit another vehicle. Yeah. So the more vehicles in there, I yeah.
0: guess the more the chance hit. sure. of hitting... You may not hit the vehicle you were aiming at, but yeah. so it's all very possible you could hit one little, of the other ones.
1: A little complicated. It, it kind of works to cover the more vehicles, more chance thing. So then if you do get this chance to hit the other vehicle, you make a subsequent die roll, one die. One die. Less than the total number of vehicles in that hex. Less than the total number. So if there's three, you roll one die, you get a one or two, one of them has been hit. Okay. Okay? Okay. So if there's five vehicles in there, you get a better chance of possibly hitting, and then... better chance of hitting in both die rolls. And then you use random selection, Mm -hmm. which by itself, if that was the rule, that would be great. But, of course, they had to make it really complicated. So they went with use random selection modified by the reverse size modifier. I know. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Who does, but why would you add that? Just do random selection. How complicated (laughs) does this have to be?
0: Well, the really small vehicle is is less likely to get hit. I don't know. Kids, do you like, like that,
1: that rule being that complicated?
0: Yeah, oh, well, boo. I'll, okay. I'll agree yeah. with him there. Yeah.
1: Um so the vehicle target type, so you roll the the vehicle inverted size modifier. Yeah. And that helps determine, like you said, it makes sense because the larger vehicle is going to be more yeah, more likely to get hit.
0: hit. hit. So. Wow.
1: There that was the big one. Yeah. And now back to Quiz Show.
0: Do overstacking penalties? I would just say never overstack, and then you won't. Ha- you that, can just skip all these. You things. could tear that page out. You you know my rules, man. Don't. If it's too complicated, don't play it. and don't, then make. Don't it. take prisoners. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just suit them all.
1: <laughs> Do overstacking penalties apply to the star vehicle line, the unarmored vehicle line on the IFT? So if you have a bunch of, our example may have been bad previously, if you have a a bunch of uh, trucks, do overstacking penalties apply? Oh, uh, I don't know. Actually, no. Do Rex count when you're categorizing
0: your... Like Tyrannosaurus Rex? Overstacking thing. What are we talking about? No, no. Oh, do Rex count? (laughs) Rex. Um no that is correct why is that what about burning wrecks anywhere no just no wrecks wrecks don't count don't they're count. not viable targets okay think of it that way all right it's just like um, terrain mm-hmm. just like a lump in the terrain okay now
1: here's a trick if your yeah. vehicle is out of line of sight so it's in bypass behind a building yeah and you can't see it in the hex right you don't count it either right yeah because yeah. if you're shooting at it you're not going to be able to hit it it's out of line of sight right so that makes sense okay. also And wrapping up the quiz show here, ladies and gentlemen. Our final question
0: is...
1: (laughs) Sorry, did that startle you? Yes. What are stacking limits for
0: ordnance? The guns. Oh, oh, I have never thought about that. (laughs) It is none. Yeah, I would... none. 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 You could cram 20... Uh, anti tank guns in the hex. Really? Like you're storing them in a warehouse. I never thought about that. Yes, you can. So if I'm setting up my guns in a scenario, I could set them both up in the same hex. You absolutely could. And the problem though what? is the crews. Do the crews count for overstacking penalties? No. Crews count, Jeffrey. Wow. To Two crews is overstating? Well, that well, that's no, no, not No, 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 I don't mean just one crew. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah all the so crews. So if you had lots of so crews. If you had crews. 20 guns in oh, there okay. with 20 crews, right. that'd be 10 squads. Right, okay. All right, that makes sense. How yeah, I wouldn't about? do 20 guns, but I might do two. Yeah, but think of the defensive power in that 20 guns in one. Oh, thing. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, how about support weapons? Are there stacking limits for support weapons? No. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go, yeah. Um, And now, what are the equivalents? Uh, What equals, you know, like how many of this equal a squad? How many single man counters equal a half
0: squad? Uh, Four. Close. Two. Remember, four was allowable as
1: not counting as overstacked, so greater than that. Five. Five is correct. (laughs) And how many crews equal a squad? Two. That is correct. And how many half squads equal a squad? Two. Good again, sir. Okay. <laughs> These are getting easier. And now, here's the tricky one. Yeah. Uh-oh. A gun and a crew equal... Are sitting a at a bar. A <laughs> bar. No. and The gun
0: crew says... To the gun. <laughs> no.
1: And a gun and a crew... Yeah. Equal a what?
0: Oh. Uh, a squad? That's correct. Really? Yeah, I was all prepared to do that. Yeah. But you, sir, you have it correct. Everybody knows a gun and a
1: crew equals a squad. Yeah, but it's weird because the guns don't equal anything when they're by themselves. But anyway. Yeah. What kinds of things and locations cannot be overstacked? Our final question
0: of the day. What kinds of things cannot be overstacked? Uh, okay. Um, churches. No. No. What things cannot be overstacked? What things cannot be overstacked? Oh, Foxholes, barbed wire, tetrahedrons. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Locations. Foxholes. Oh, you know what? They're not on my list. But oh, no, so can't. so in you what can't. locations can you not? Yeah, overstack you can not overstack things? in a foxhole. with a one squad. It's just limited to one squad. Right. That is correct. What else?
0: Okay. Um, uh, let me think. Cemetery. No. No. Uh, graveyard. Unless it's one grave. No. No. <laughs> Sarcophagus. Is, is, is. Oh, sorry. No. I don't think you should be it's able to half over- a guy. Yeah, I don't think you should be able to overstack in buildings, but I know you can. You can. Yeah. Um, well, jungle? No. <laughs> uh, dense jungle? Well, swamps. They
1: have different stacking limits, but we're not going to get into that yeah. in this show. Think about small enclosed places that are like buildings, but they're smaller and more enclosed. Phone booths. Not
0: telephone booths. <laughs> oh, no. That's never the answer. No. I always keep that one handy, but it's never the answer. Well, just tell me, because I think probably some of our listeners are beginning to tune into a different channel. (laughs) Pillboxes. Okay.
1: Entrenchments, including your foxholes. Okay. And sewers. All right, Jeffrey, you've done very well today. What about caves? Thank you for competing. Caves is specific. We're not getting into that.
0: All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, you, Dave. Thank thank you for preparing that.
1: You're welcome. And that covers our little rules section okay us. And that gets us to the big, big part of the show.
0: All right, well, we've talked way too long about things that are really... Important. The rules important, yes. And now, a very interesting interview with our very, very dear friend who now calls us, hello there. Uh, no. Hey, that, you. Yeah, it was very nice. We had a good time with him at Aslock Perrycock from MMP. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll talk to you when that's over. Alright,
1: Jeff. This remember when we interviewed John Hillen, we thought there's nowhere higher we can go? Yeah. I think we can go a little higher. No. Yes. How? P- Perry Who? Perry Cock. Perry Cock. can't
2: go earlier than John. Hillen.
1: Can what? We no. Can't we go can't go
2: earlier than John. Hillen.
1: No, we can't go earlier, but we can go higher wow. and better. Wow. And Chad Chad was nice, but yeah. I think Perry brings a lot of um validity background. to the show.
0: No, <laughs> no, certainly not. No, that. he's
1: not. He's not endorsing the show in any form. <laughs> <laughs> but he brings experience, and well, it's not like he's old. But anyway, our next guest is Perry. Hello, Perry. Hi, Perry. Hi,
2: uh, guys. Uh, Perry brings authority. To the show.
1: Yes, authority, thank you. Authority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. the word I was looking for. Yes. Because when I grew up, well, grew up, <laughs> when I was in my 20s Any day now. and 30s playing advanced squad leader on my own with very little contact with outside people, struggling through, roping in a few friends to play, not knowing there was this whole big community or that they would talk to you even if you met them. There there was the advanced uh, squad leader annual. Is that right, Perry? And the Perry Says, I want to go right to the Perry Says thing. That quote, wasn't that in the in the annuals? And you would do rules
2: clarifications? Well, um, I answered no. rules questions in the annual back when Avalon Hill was running ASL. But before I did that, Bob McNamara did that. Oh, and right, So so the, right. the original phrase is a max says.
1: Max says. Okay, ASL. you're right. You're and right. so
2: then after, uh, you know, after uh, uh, Bob left Avalon Hill and then we took over doing ASL for Avalon Hill, um, then, then there was a period there where, pe- mm-hmm. you know, I was answering the questions, but they were just, you know, nobody answers. says. And then it was very so it okay. So it, it, people
1: got used to it. Okay, you're right. and that must have been more in my formative era. Right. Era, but I do remember Max says also. But um, right, so Avalon Hill. So you were not connected with Avalon Hill. You were never were an employee of theirs at all. Well, is that right?
2: I mean, we were we were independent contractors working for Avalon Hill for a couple years. Um, so prior to that, we had been play testing with Bob McNamara and and Charlie Kibler and Rex Martin. Um, at, so we you know we were play testing with them, and then after Avalon Hill uh, sort of had them push them off to, to doing other things I mean, when they thought they could make big money making computer games. They said, go, go work on computer All games. Right. Um, then, uh, then originally they brought in Gary Fortenberry uh, right, to, to run ASL that. for him. But then Gary had to go off, and uh, so then they brought in man Publishing, which at, at the time was me and Brian and Steve Peterson and... Uh, Chuck Getz, and uh, Kurt Schilling. Uh, so. Correct.
1: And you, were you guys the Detroit area gamers? No, we're from Baltimore. I mean Baltimore, the Baltimore area. Okay. I mean, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean Kurt was in Baltimore for a while, so.
1: Okay, but yeah,
0: but no, you so you've been in Maryland the whole time.
1: And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Very good.
2: So, how did
0: you? When did you get started in gaming? In 1965,
2: <laughs> when wow. I was uh, uh, 12 years old. Uh, and, you know, in middle school, and, uh, somebody brought in this game after school, and we were, like, hanging around, and I started watching him play, and I said, this is pretty cool. And so then, uh, so then, like, another week later, I said, oh, let me play. So, so I started playing, and it was, uh, uh, Avalon Hills, uh, Battle of the Bulge, uh, the, the very old game. Uh, my friend Chris, uh, my friend Neil Volts, his brother Chris, uh, he was the one that was into it. And so we 're playing, we're playing uh, Battle of the Bulge, and you know i didn 't know what I was doing, so uh, Chris very kindly says, "Ah, you fool you 've allowed me to surround you again," <laughs> which pissed me off so much that I went home and I studied and studied and studied so that I could learn how to beat him. and that 's what set me off on the the, the the real gaming path I mean before that i 'd played like battle cry. And, uh, and Stratego and you know like games, but yeah, you know, hexes and encounters, that was uh that was my first encounter with that. And so up through high school I, I played a lot I played a lot of war games up through through throughout high school. Um culminating I sort of in Panzer Blitz and Panzer Leader and I played a lot of that. But then when I got into college I sort of fell away and to the point where when I was coming out of college, I pretty much stopped. And it was at that time, as I was, you know, know, getting away from war games, is when Squad Leader came out. And so we sort of passed each other. I said, you know, that looks pretty cool, but way too complicated for me. (laughs) I'm out of here. That's what I (laughs) was thinking. And then so then for another ten years or so, I didn't play any games at all. Wow. And then I transferred down to Baltimore. And the office I was working in, one of the guys working there was playtesting with, uh, with uh, the guys in Avalon Hill in downtown Baltimore, and so we started playing up front once time and got got into that a lot. Played a lot of that, and then he kept saying, I got this other game. This the advanced squad leader game. You got to play that." I said, "I saw squad leader. That was too complicated for him, I don't want to do advanced squad leader. No way. No, no, you got to play it. Just, just, just come down Wednesday night, play test, and watch." And I said, "Okay, okay. I, I watch this. Yeah, that's pretty cool." I went back. It yeah, was pretty cool. Well, yes, yeah, so I, I just sort of watched for you know a couple weeks, and and, and then he said, "Yeah, I tell you what." Um, you know, I, I, as a play tester, you know, I can get a discount on the rule book. So I can get the rule book for you for half price. You know, we, don't you want a rule book for half price? Said, mm, that's a lot of money.
0: I said, How much money was that in those days? Do you it recall? Was 60 it was
2: 60 yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. So it was 30 bucks, I think. Sure. And he said, said, I'll give you paratrooper if you pay half price for the rule book. Said, okay, okay, okay. So then, you know, so I read through Chapter K and... Uh, you know, started pushing pieces around at home, and I'd go watch him play. And then, so then eventually, I you know I ended up playtesting with, uh, with 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 the guys. Don Greenwood was it was just at the it was just when Yank, just before Yanks was was coming out, and and Don Greenwood was getting out of ASL, and Bob McNamara, who'd been around for a while, helping out. Don, was sort of ta- taking over, and. Uh, and so that's that's when I came in to play testing for that.
1: Yeah, and again, yeah, those names go way back because, right? That was all the early Genesis. Are those people all still around? One of them runs the World Board Gaming Championship. Don Greenwood
2: runs the World Board Gaming Championship. Yeah, we, Champions. we
1: contacted him. He declined an interview.
2: <laughs> no big no big surprise.
1: Well, but he's got part of that history there. Oh, that'd sure. Be nice to sure. No, I
2: mean, uh, but. Uh, and, and Bob McNamara is working for uh, a computer game company, and they do, like, simulations for industry, government and private industry, um, and uh, the name of that escapes me right now. Yeah, but, uh, uh, So... So I'm, I'm still in contact with Bob, and I see Don at the at WBC. And, and Charlie Kibler, I mean, he's he's back doing artwork for, for us now, you know, where he had done okay. a lot of the original. The boards, uh, right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. They were hand-painted then mm-hmm. in those days.
2: And I haven't seen Rex Martin in, uh, in ages. Oh, so yeah, I don't Rex, know yeah, Rex. Yeah, so. Rex Martin, okay. Yeah, hopefully playing squad, advanced squad leader somewhere. Uh, I wouldn't count on (laughs) it.
0: So So what's your title with uh, MMP?
2: Um, Yeah, I'm one of the vice presidents. And you know what? Nobody (laughs)
0: listens to this show, so you can give yourself a title, whatever you like. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I'm one of the vice presidents, and so I'm the you know, the SL oh, rules guru. That's what it says here, right? It says M&P it, it says it, right
0: it does it say that? MMP
2: rules guru. Says right on my badge. Must it's be it,
0: true. That it. <laughs> Has anybody ever stumped you?
2: I get stumped all the time. Oh, Absolutely. You do?
0: Yeah.
2: And there are people who have been waiting for questions, you know, answers for their questions for years from me.
0: <laughs> Is it a big
2: backlog of questions then? <laughs> Bigger than I would like it to be. Yeah. But, uh, and, uh, so I, I, I periodically I try and, and, and work through it, but uh, I don't get as far as I like.
0: Are there questions that have no answers because the uh, the rules there's a loophole in the rules?
2: Yes, there are. Yeah. And so what that requires is writing some errata to clarify uh-huh. that, and you know, that happens, uh, and that's why you see errata in the uh, in the journals. Does
0: it surprise you when that stuff comes up? Did you think, oh my, how like how in the world did we miss that? Oh, absolutely or, sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, the, the fact that it happens doesn't surprise me because I see it often enough. So, happen again. Again. But yeah, you know, it's, it's stuff like, yeah, I can't believe we didn't see that. You know, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I can. Uh, I still get overwhelmed with how extraordinary it is that the rules are, as complete as they are.
2: Yeah. It's yeah, sometimes you know, had,
0: reading through it, just thinking, I they, can't I mean, believe what they did think of. You know.
2: <laughs> they did a great job the first time through, and then with the second edition, you know, we caught you know the vast majority of things that slipped through the first time. But even so, some some stuff has still slips through. So.
0: Yeah. Are there any parts of the rules that you're, you know, you like not that
2: happy with, oh, or would love I to think, see yeah, some the improvement prison with? Prison rules, the unarmed units and prisoners—that that would be like uh, the top of my list uh, to be, fix. To yeah.
1: because to simplify or to,
2: I mean, to clarify. There's just a lot of a lot of stuff in there that isn't clear. You
1: know, so. Well, we, I
2: mean, I, you know, we're not really. The game's mature enough that we it's tough to go back and and just simplify things i mean that's yeah oh, you know, right cuz people you know, are playing it that way and figuring right. it out how but it, you, but but some things need clarification. Mm-hmm. You know, for simplification, I mean, yeah, that's for the starter kit, I and mean, that's where we, we, we went back and made things very simple. But there aren't no prisoners. See, that was simple. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> no
1: prisoners. <laughs> and uh, I said in an early show, I, we just didn't take prisoners. Why not? Because we don't want to read that rule section, so <laughs> shoot them. Okay, and we did. Now we take them, but often we don't know what, oh, no, they're can they escape? Can they, oh, You
2: know. I hear you.
0: So is there a version 3 of the rule book on the horizon where you will address nothing, some of uh, these topics? Nothing
2: in the horizon. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it will happen eventually, but uh, that's that's way down the list there. I think yeah. the, the, the second edition is in, Yeah, you know, it's in really good shape. I mean, and, you know, we issue it at, you know, I think at an appropriate pace. Yeah. So, and then, you know, maybe once we redo the prison rules and... I don't know. I'm sure there's another section I'd like to redo, uh, but you know, then I could see you know maybe starting to think about uh, a third edition, but it would be after you know actually redoing a couple of actual sections rules. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, not a top priority.
0: Yeah. Right. So how how how's the hobby doing? Would you say you've been in a long time and a very close uh, behind the scenes sort of look? And how's ASL doing? How's the health? I, mean, I think
2: ASL is uh, pretty healthy. I mean, yeah. you, you look here at uh, at Oktoberfest, I mean, there's you know, more people here than there's been in, uh, in uh, a number of years. Um, gaming, board gaming, war gaming, certainly war gaming is an aging hobby, uh, um, but... We're all lasting longer too, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We,
1: we can be playing into our 80s. That gives us a good 30, for me, 30 more years. And,
2: you know, new people are coming in
1: uh, all the time, and they're not flooding in, but they're coming in. I, th- I, th- so. I do think we have in the, my Paso club, it's just local, but we keep roping in a few young guys, and young being not, you know, a lot of 20 somethings, there's one, but 30 year guys and stuff, 30 year old guys, and. I would like to put a play out to everybody to make more of an emphasis on getting the younger players in, um, whether that be your children that you can teach and maybe fire them up for it or whatever. But it would be great to see this kind of activity continuing beyond my lifetime.
2: Well, I mean, you're starting to see, you know, a number of sons coming in, you know. And so I think, you know, uh, I think I think there's, there's an opportunity for growth there. I mean, you know. Gaming, war uh, in general. I mean, there are a lot more opportunities to do stuff than there were when I was that age, and so um, uh, the competition is tougher. But you know, I think that ASL in particular has a lot to offer that you can't get anywhere else. And so, uh, you know, I think I think it'll, you know it'll continue to uh, to thrive, but it, you know, it'll also continue to dwindle. And but you know, I guess. You know, once I'm dead and gone, you know it's you
0: hobby. won't work, you won't have to worry about it anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the starter kit seemed to be seemed to have been a really good idea for bringing people into the hobby and seemed to have sold well. Do you
2: have? Uh, thank you, Brian. Yes, uh, Ken Dunn for yeah. uh, Brian was the the prime mover behind making it happen, and uh, Ken was the, the implementer for. Uh, Uh, you know, doing all the heavy lifting, and uh, I just sort of had to uh, sort of help out uh, in carving out the rules there. So, yeah, I think it's a great idea. We're we're real happy with how it's worked out. Yeah, Yeah, it was. And my
1: recommendation to people early on was, well, you know, just play infantry if you just want to get in and and keep it simple. And, of course, they wanted more. Well, exactly. And yet yet it was a little too (laughs) complex. And I was one dragged screaming and kicking into the hobby also with a guy who, who was smart enough to figure it out on his own, the rules, and then start to teach me. And that kept me going to the point now I brought in multiple people. to. The... We do get a lot of emails uh, as the podcasters um, saying, you know, listening to you guys has got us fired up and I'm dusting off my old copy, or now that there's this starter kit, I'm going to go make the jump back in and start in a simpler format. So like, we get a lot of Starter Kit players that on that, uh, Well, I, think, I mean, us. Starter
2: Kit was always, you know, one of its objects was to recapture people who either had been interested and dropped away or had at least been thought about it and, and never really got into it. And so that was definitely a, a major target audience uh, for the start kit, as opposed to, I mean, in addition to just people who didn't know anything about it, and, and then hopefully we'd be able to rope them in as well. But uh, the people who were familiar with, uh, you know, to some extent or another, with, with ASL, but you know, either had never gotten into it or dropped away from it, and needed an easy way, easier way to get back into it, that was definitely part of uh, what we were looking for. And I, you know, I think, it, yeah, I think it's worked out pretty well.
0: Yeah. But some some people really did sort of object to it. I mean, you get those sort of hardcore yeah. players that, no. that that must be hard for you. I can only imagine that must be hard for you to look at the forums. I imagine you read the forums. And you see these people who are very passionate about this thing, who take it maybe too seriously and you know are sort of inflammatory in the, the stuff that they write about various things, whether it's the starter kits or the way the rules
2: are handled or... You have to weight. have a thick skin if you want to venture. Into I can
0: that only water. imagine you have to have a very <laughs> so. thick skin. Yeah. Give you a lot of credit for that. That must be hard to watch. Well, you know.
2: Um, um, we get a lot of you know we get a lot of people saying what a great job you're doing. And so, you know, that helps a lot. But on the other hand, then you, you have to you know the, the satisfaction also has to come from knowing you did a great job, you know. And and so between the between the two of those then you know, it's. I'm not going to say that it doesn't bother any of us uh, to hear uh, to hear some of the criticism or carving or, or and and some of it. I mean, some of it is actually useful. You know, so I mean, you, you know, and sometimes it's tough to to take the useful yeah, critique the, the, the and and yeah, separate it from you know, the way it was presented, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but that's important, you know, you, you, you need to be objective and say, okay, you know, I, you know, I certainly didn't appreciate the way this person said it, but you know what, they, they may have had a point, and so, you know, it's an evolving system, and, uh, and we're certainly not perfect, and so, you know, people have constructive things to say, and we, we try and pay attention to that. Well, yeah, well,
1: can I key in yeah. on that, folks? If you're going to be talking to anybody in the industry, um, yeah, keep it an appropriate level of anger management or you know language usage to to make your constructive criticisms. And, you, know, you shouldn't have to sort out the way it's presented from what's said. People should be able to present that.
2: And some people you know. are just idiots. Well, <laughs>
0: they are. Yeah, but. <laughs>
2: But I never. I'm sure seen nobody th- listens to this. I, show. I, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs>
0: but yeah, and they're the ones that listen. <laughs> the guys that do the show are idiots. But that's about it. But uh, I've never seen anybody from MMP really flame back on somebody, and you know, they no, seem to be very, very mature, <laughs> very mature. Well, and to a well, point what where we, well, we do
2: is well, we, we, we send replies to each other. So this is oh, what I oh, like. Okay. To say. <laughs> Can I say
0: this, can I say this? No, say you this. can't We would say love it, to no. see those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, I see some stuff go back, and it must be, I, I think the fact that you don't answer at all per, to a lot of stuff. Isn't that true, that you just don't address uh, yeah, stuff? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And people think you're not listening. You know, you, you get a lot, I, I'm sure you get a lot of uh, email just about the fact that some products are hard to get or impossible to get and I don't really see replies to that but how do, how do you reply to that if well, you know, I something,
2: mean, something you know, worth, I mean you know there's a lot of traffic uh, and and it's really difficult to reply to everything yeah. either either online or, or, or just in an email version but we do try to um, but lots of times like you know, on a forum uh, something will have been answered recently, and then somebody will ask the question again. again right, and, right. And and generally speaking, somebody else will say, "Hey, look back here, and here's the answer." And so we don't have to. You know, a lot of times with the forums, uh, you know, somebody else will be present the, you know, a close enough answer that that we don't have to then step in and, and and say, you know, say something. And so, um, and then, then the idiots we just ignore. Um, and and then you know. When we feel that you know something needs to be clarified and we have something to say, then we, we try and do that at at the right time. Um, Chaz uh, and, uh, has more of a voice on the uh, the the form the game squad forum than uh, than anybody else, just because guess we and Brian doesn't like the uh, the format very much, and yeah, uh, you know, I just. Don't have the time to go in there on a regular basis that you need to to be able you know to to have a, an informed conversation. You know I can go right. in every now and then and, and say something, but in order to have a conversation, you have to be in there regularly. Yeah. And yep. And we can do that on on Consum World, but we can't do it on Consum World and the game forums and, and in the yeah. various emails yes, and, that are flying back and forth all the time. And it's
1: almost like there's so. too many of these media that you me, people expect you to address. In the good old days, you just had the um, you know an- annuals, and then you, know, if you just restricted to the journal. It's going to be your mode of one of your modes of communication. You know. It's hard to keep up with all those. Well, sites. I wouldn't
2: call them as far as communication goes. The good old ones. Well, announcing. You know, but yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a lot to be said for you know uh, the communication that's possible nowadays, uh, but. You, know, you just can't expect to, and this is this is the answer to, to many questions, is you can't please everybody and right. you can't respond to everybody. Uh, but you know, you respond to as many people as you can and you, you try and make the right decision and, and hope that that will be a successful decision, knowing that it's not going to please everybody.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the fact that it is a business venture, would that kind of answer some of those questions? If people just understood that this is... Yes, it's a hobby that we love oh, well, but it's a business venture
2: some people um are convinced that they could run our business a lot better than we can uh, probably <laughs> yeah probably um, a lot of them and, yeah. but they don't have all the information in front of them yeah. and and even if they did they might be making a different decision than we did and you know uh, but it's our decision to make and you have to make sure that the company is successful if you if it's going to continue and i you know and nobody's going to disagree with that. Everybody agrees, except that they know how to make it more successful. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, like I said, every now and then, you know, somebody has a good idea that we steal. On, uh, and we don't always credit them with that. <laughs> and, and, you know, because sometimes it's tough to trace back and, you know, whose idea really was it or, you know, and and the important thing is to just make the, the product and the process better.
0: So what do you see for the future?
2: Um, well, what I've been telling people this weekend is that, the, uh, the map bundle is our top priority right now, and we want to get a, get that out this year.
0: The map bundle is a, is a reprint of all the maps, 1 through 52. 52.
2: 1 through 52 plus starter kit maps uh, uh, from Z up to, I'm thinking S, or maybe R, uh, something around there somewhere, I'm not sure. Yeah, a reprint of all those maps with uh, the new tin cardboard style um, and then uh, uh, repainted uh, because we didn't have the artwork for, from the old maps. Mm. Now, some of those have already come out, like in Beyond Valor. So uh, in Beyond Valor 3, the third edition of Beyond Valor, it has those maps in it. I think they've been well received. I'm really looking forward to uh, to getting the map on the lap. I think uh, um, people are going to like that a lot. And, yeah, and I- then... Then we can move on to some other things. I had,
1: I had picked up um, Beyond r 3 just thinking, well, I already got all the stuff, but why not get rid of all these worn-out counters and and uh, get some colored fins because I was into the fin play testing. It was actually in my playtesting fin buddy offered to throw some cash my way. He goes, go ahead and get them into color. Let's just do it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. So we grabbed that, and then I had the map... Um, Problem? Do I do I switch now to the, all the thin maps or not? And I sat there, I don't know, for days. Thick. I'm used to thick boards, but the thin maps are, you know, going to tournaments. Need the thin maps, you know, like the thick. All map. right. So and I, I switched. Let me ask you a question. Do you I think switched. they look better? Um, once I got used to them, yes, I think they look better. And yeah, at first you're going, oh, kind of garish or. Oh, lots of more detail, but when you go back, yeah, the building colors are clearer yeah. for the stone and the wooden. I like the river edges with the little water waves and, you know, yeah. I like it better. Okay. And I am switching them all out. So wow. I actually have my Beyond Valor 3 still for sale. I actually brought it, Jeff. I just haven't plopped <laughs> it out here with a
2: price tag. <laughs> like, someone should give me 30 bucks for all this old so, um, worn-out products. In addition to looking better, I think there's a big advantage to having the same color green throughout all yes. of the maps. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. And they butt up against each other it's so much better than yeah. the, the old-style maps do.
1: Yes, um, so. and... Um, and, and then, again, the transportability of these things. Absolutely. You know, i got a whole suitcase full of just the boards to bring them here mm-hmm. to play for the weekend. Um, my request would be getting them all done in winter.
2: Uh, mm, too much work for too little yeah, return? Exactly.
1: <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? All in the white oh, with a yeah. little snow on the trees? You want two sets of
0: maps. <laughs> all of them, all 52 <laughs> boards in white with the frozen river? That would be so cool. So in order to do this this reprint, you have to you have to take some of the old maps and just have them redone, redrawn. And do they do? Well, it's all digital. The... It's all digital though. All do they, they. do it all digitally now? Well, yeah, but I yeah. mean, yeah, but that's still a lot of yeah. You know, oh, it's got to be yeah, huge yeah, amount. Of work. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but, but all like, the line of sights, all that stuff's got to be. But absolutely. not like hand
2: painting though. Like, you know, well, it's a lot right. easier than that because you know it's a lot of, because it's a lot yeah. easier to change. That's the big advantage. Uh, And then you can control, it's a lot easier to control the color consistency. Yeah, right. Electronics and old
0: paints. I see a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but I've seen some people, you know, talk about counters and how how the counters could be improved graphics now with the. Well,
2: number one, I just want to say that the counters are vastly better now than than they used to be. The, The counters you get, you know, for instance, in Beyond Valor 3, I mean, they look better. They have a bigger font, bigger font. so that the users see it. Their die cut is so much better than before. Yeah. So that, I mean, I, I've had innumerable people tell me, um, you know, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't need to buy Beyond Value 3, but then when I saw those counters, I said, I need to buy Beyond Value 3. So I've had innumerable people tell me that. Now, as for making them, like, colorful.
0: Yeah. And I want to withdraw that question. And you know why? <laughs> why?
2: Because it just well, makes
0: me think, Anytime you make a decision, somebody else has another idea. So we're not going to give what you do any do? ideas. I don't want to, No, no, no. And that must be, inor- that's enormously frustrating. No, I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not to work. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it could be color. It could stay the old way. Yeah, it and, could be 3D. You know? Why don't you make miniatures? Why don't you do this? Why don't you make the maps? Do you know the, yeah. No, Never mind. I, I like the you know what it's a great um, game. It's I an like, game I like amazing I think and the, and colors,
2: and the colors the colors you me the counters I think they're amazingly functional I, yes. think, I think they look okay but they look good I mean, they don't look great they don't you know they don't look great but they're amazingly functional yeah and uh, you can you know especially you know, 20 plus years into it I can just glance at the counter and know exactly what everything means and so you know I think you, you could easily lose some of that yeah you know, it's also possible to make things even better with the judicious use of color. I'm not saying that's impossible, but I don't think it's worth the effort, especially this far into 20,000 counters into the system. To, you know, do you really want to go back and start changing
1: everything?
2: Yeah. I would I'm, say no.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I would, would care to
0: yeah. at this point. Uh, what about modules? Is there a plan for a future module?
2: Um, okay, so after the, the, the map pack, we expect to have Journal 9 out uh, the beginning of the year uh, in time for winter offensive, which is you know, near the end of January, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday weekend uh, in Bowie, Maryland. um the the contracts with the hotel aren't signed, but it's going to happen, and and you know, it's, 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 so it's going to be then. Uh, we just don't have. Uh, we just don't want to send out any actual. Uh, Take any actual registrations until we sign the contracts with the with the hotel. But so we want the journal 9 will be after that. We'll also have a, a, a little surprise uh, uh, package uh, ready for uh, for winter offensive, I'm sure. Like last year we had the winter offensive bonus pack. I don't know if uh, if you're familiar with that, but it was yeah. just mm-hmm, a board yep. with a couple of yep. uh, scenarios. We picked, picked that up. Yeah. And so we you know I think you know we'll have something something like that again this year. Um, so that would be for Winter Offensive. The next big thing out uh, should be the uh, Festung Budapest, uh, the Budapest Hazel. Uh, Bill Cirillo has uh, uh, been working on that for for years, and uh, we're busy working with Bill to develop that to get it finished. Uh, and so that will be out the end of winter or spring next year. Uh, so uh, I think that will be very successful. I think people will like that a lot. At that same time frame, probably there'll be another action pack or two, uh, depending on how. you know Chaz is just about finished wrapping up playtesting for his action pack, and then Gary Fortenberry and Bob McNamara and Charlie Kibler, the guys who did Action Pack Six mm-hmm. with those newfangled boards, uh, they're uh, they're busy cranking away on on doing a uh, another action pack with more of the newfangled boards, and so. Yeah, you know, that'll be out. That should be out the first half of next year, sometime. By sometime by the summer of next year, Hakopala, uh will will be out. That's that just really requires some 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 layout and, and a little a little fine tuning development on our part. But uh, it got since it got sort of stuck behind uh, Budapest. Um, then it, you know, it's just going to have to sort of wait its turn for that. But I think people will like that a lot. I, you know, it's we it's been advertised as the you know, the final core module. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but is
1: it really? Well,
2: it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. You got something you want to? What are you looking for? I don't know. No, no I'm, I'm happy with anything. <laughs> well, I love anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, I think that'll be that'll be the last. I mean, as far as I know, you know, that'll be the last real. Country-specific chapter H yeah, section. I think to add it makes it. a lot of sense.
1: To, a, yeah, because because the, the all the you know minors are are covered yeah. so well right. with all mm-hmm. the other
2: rules. Right. It's amazingly well. So yeah, I think I think that would be it. And, you know, and so really, so that's our our immediate schedule, which is pretty uh, aggressive. I think. It is, I think. yeah. That's a and, lot of uh, stuff. But uh, you know, a lot of people have been working very hard to make it happen, including uh, Dave Kleinschmidt who uh, was a big play she tester play for Hakapal. Yeah.
1: I'm stepping up to the plates, doing my workload now. Doing work, yeah. But, you know, one thing would be missing from that game. Are there going to be leader counters in the in the new game, Hacapella? Oh, uh, sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: German ones at all, or would they all be finished? You I know? think
2: they'll all be finished.
1: Because, you know, there's a name missing from the German leaders. Fleischmann? That would be a great name.
2: You know what, Do you know what the would problem with the name Feinschmidt is? <laughs> no, no, no. It's too long. No, no, yes. no. And you know what?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> How about just make it just call we, it Dave? <laughs> we yeah. You know,
2: I don't know. I don't know if I should be saying this, right? All right. But in the in starter kit, uh, the starter kit expansion pack, and you know, we have some German leaders in there, and we were just looking at the counterproofs, and the Sergeant Kleinschmidt counter. The name's just too long. <laughs> I mean, we put it on there. And it just, you know, it goes to the really edge of the counter, and it's going to get chopped off, and we can't do it. And I'm sorry, I, you know, Dang. we really wanted to make it
1: happen. All this years
0: and years of trying. Working.
1: It's nice to have,
0: though, a definitive <laughs> and, answer, Dave. We can we can put this to rest, don't you think? No. No. <laughs> well, just need bigger
2: counters, right? <laughs> yeah, bigger
0: counters. Maybe you could name a tank after him. Darn that long last name. What if we left
1: a few letters out? <laughs> yeah. No one would know. Well, you
2: know, you want to suggest a, a variant, a shorter variant where yeah. we, we could be open to that. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll
1: I'll have to get back to work then. I'll yeah. have to get
2: back to this. <laughs> so uh, uh, you're here at Aslock. Are you playing? Um, I haven't played anything yet. I'm hoping I have a couple scenarios I want to play test, in. so I'm I'm, I'm hoping to do that. At the, and uh, oh, thank you, man. I But that. That's not why I'm here. I mean, you know, as much as I like to play and as, as much as I need to play that oh, yeah. stuff, I'm, well, I'm here to, I'm to, to meet my old friends and, them and them. hang out with them and yeah, and yeah, we'll you know, answer that. rules questions and yeah, answer production questions and and, and, and meet with here, people right? who are, oh, I got a project, don't you? you know. Uh, and and then meet with people who we have projects that we're working on. Yeah, you know, for instance, uh, you know, to get together face to face with with Bill uh, Cirillo and Chaz time, and me, and get together and say, you know, to to fine tune uh, what we're working on in Budapest and yeah, stuff I like that. So, I mean, that's that's why I'm really here. Okay, but, excellent. But
1: you know, I did want talking
2: to, to y'all that, wasn't why I'm here, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're just glad you, <laughs> you sacrificed some time. The, um, I did want to go back to the rules clarifications. Is that very time-consuming, or a lot of them simple, or some of them really complicated when you have to go back and flip back and forth through your rule book and all that stuff?
2: Well, um, some of the rules questions are easy, and and some some rules clarifications are kind of like obvious. When you say, "Well, that's just wrong," we have to fix that, but. Any 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 errata is never easy. I mean, you, know, you have to make sure how it impacts on, you know, on on the game as a whole, and so there's it's it's entirely too easy to, to change something without knowing it, and so uh, you have to be very careful because it's that. such a
1: complex. And system. then
2: some things, you know, uh, you, you really do. You know, you have to look at four different rule sections and make a decision about you know well this says this and this says this and what does it really mean and and how do you make it clearer that that's what it really means and and then you know if you say that you know will it make sure that it doesn't mess anything else up and luckily I have uh, I have a good group of, of people that uh, that aid me in that uh, and in the rules questions in general uh, Klaus Maelstrom and and Scott Jackson are, uh, are invaluable uh in, in, in helping me answer regular rules questions. And then for any uh, RADA, uh, they help, and uh, Bruce Probst is a big help. And then for any major changes, like the, the, the changes we made to uh, to walls and wall advantage in uh, in, uh, right. in Action Pack 4, yes, then we'll bring in some other, some other people that that have been helpful in the past, like Jim Stoller or Brett Hildebrand, uh, and uh and and get them all together and so i certainly wouldn't yeah. even want to consider doing it all by myself yeah right uh, but yet uh, and then having said all that then you know the onus falls on me you, you haven't had a rules question answered you blame me and if you don't like the uh, you're at it you blame me Yeah. Uh, you know, um so uh you've got a new website
0: yes we do how's that going looks beautiful
2: um, well, it's a big improvement, yeah, and uh, and it's getting better every day as, as we are continuing to tweak it, uh, and so I think we're all very happy with that. I think the uh, the ability to to have little blogs on there, I think that that'll come in very handy down the road. I mean, we're just starting yeah you know, to to explore that area there, and then uh, it's easier to have down stuff that you can download. Uh, player aid type of stuff. Right. We had a bunch of that stuff on the on the old website, but one of the problems was that you know it it, it just couldn't handle the the size of of what we needed. That was just one of its problems. And so uh, that's not going to be a problem now, I don't think. And so yeah, and you know um it's not you know it's not where we want it to be yet, but uh it's it's a lot better than it was, and we're pretty happy with it.
0: Yeah. So you like it?
2: Okay?
1: Yeah. I like yeah, I it like a lot. A lot. Yeah. It's much easier to navigate. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it looks
0: good. Excellent. Are you involved in any of the other projects that MMP
2: has? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, do the not to the extent that and... I am uh, ASL, yeah. at, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm involved. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Storm over Dambianfue, Storm over Normandy. Absolutely. I mean, you yeah, uh, know, uh, certainly, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, you're familiar with the Storm over series. I with think? the
1: names of them. I have not okay. played yeah. them.
2: Right. Well, they're great games. That's yeah. The, uh, uh, Stormover to I mean, that's, that's a yeah. You know, it's it's an easy game. It's a lot of fun. A lot of depth to it. Uh, quick to pick up and yet still complicated enough. Yes, it, exactly. Okay, you, know, you played in three hours. You know, so um, which
1: the people here are going to need when they're done playing this much <laughs> squad leader, advanced squad leader for the weekend, we'll well, for the week.
2: I mean, yeah, you know, ASL is never going to be a, a simple game. And, and it's never going to be a really quick game, but it's it's as you were saying before, you know, or at least implying before, it's easy enough to play a fairly simple, fairly quick game of ASL. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's so many scenarios that fit that bill. Yeah. You know that you know that one side has tanks and and, and, and the other side's all infantry. Or both sides are all infantry and you know ten squads to a side and, and six turns. And you know, I guess you know. They call them tournament scenarios now. Tournament, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can certainly do that in a you know three or four hours with no problem. Yep. And we, and, our
1: club meets on a uh, Wednesday or or Tuesday nights often, and we get in ten game, well, ten players all playing a game, finishing often some them by nine thirty or early, you know. So you can get it in on a weeknight.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's very doable in a short short period. So, you know, it's like, I mean, people say, oh, SL, SL, you know, it's too much. Well, I mean, you know, it's a big, thick rule book, but you don't have to learn it all at once, and you don't have to use all the rules in any scenario. And, you know, so it's the great thing about it is that you can make of it what you want. And, uh, that's exactly
1: right. That is exactly right. It can be shorter, and it can be Monstrous as I've seen some of the games being played here that are going to take actually two days to play. And other systems can't give you well, that. Which is which is the
2: great thing about Oktoberfest is that it gives you that form to go get together and play that monster uh, scenario that you've been wanting to play, but you didn't have the space or the time or the the, the player to play it with. Yeah. And uh, and or you can you, know, you can you, know, you zip through 20 scenarios in a you know, in a four days, <laughs> <laughs> four days, but a week. That's a, <laughs> a lot of people, people are, are doing, doing that. that too. Oh, so. So certainly Oktoberfest was the inspiration for Winter Offensive, the open style of play. We said, yes, we like that, um, and we're going to model ourselves on that. So steal from the best. But, uh, yeah.
1: And we'll have to get out to to your tournament out there. Oh, please. Sometime great. soon.
2: I think. This, this year? Maybe. Oh, could Maybe. be. Maybe. Yeah, could be.
1: We can't do too many a year. Oh, well, but. I hear that. I believe me. <laughs> That's
2: you know, like a... You know, I mean, Brian would love to come talk to Everfest, but we just keep him too busy. He just doesn't have yeah, time. someone's got to so, do the work. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, All there right. are places that we have to be, you know, where we're, we have booths and we're selling stuff. And, uh, I mean, we could make a few bucks trying to do that here, but this isn't the place to do that. I mean, if we had – I mean, we've gotten to the point where we would like to time products for release at Origins or at uh, the World Board Gaming Championships, but – It's more important that the product be right Uh than it is to be out on time, and so it's not something you want to count on doing. and if there was a product, you know, uh, an ASL product that was, you know, ready to come out right at Oktoberfest, then you know we'd come here and we'd, we'd we'd introduce it here and sell it and make a lot of money and make a lot of people happy. But I think everybody knows that they're going to be happier if we make sure it's done right. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, they, absolutely that's true. what those artificial, artificial deadlines, um, you know, not <laughs> they, in this, they, they're not in not not this industry to uh, a yeah. uh, uh, quality product. No, no. no.
1: All right. Anything, Jeff? You have to
0: ask. Congratulations on your thick skin and uh, your your great mind, and for taking time out well, and uh, talk to us. We do appreciate. Great job. It. Uh, uh,
2: thanks a
0: lot. Do you have anything else you want to add?
2: I'm sure I should have something pithy to say, but uh, roll, up. Yeah, Here you go. roll up. Roll up. Roll up. There we go. Yeah.
0: And rally well. <laughs> thanks a lot for being with us. Take care. Right. Well,
1: thank you so much, Perry. Okay. I get
0: these done? I get these- Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Jeff, what are I'm you doing? In, I'm in here. What are you doing in here? I'm clipping counters. Using what? My nail clippers, Dave. I'm clipping counters.
1: Jeff, Jeff, we've to get to the tournament. People are I expecting know, us. I know, I, I know.
0: Our, our fan base is there, D- Jeff. Dave, I oh, cannot oh. go to the tournament with ragged corners on my counters. Leave but, me alone. i got to clip these.
1: But all, but all two of our listeners are there. I've only from got this?
0: 400 counters to go. Give me... Can you come back tomorrow? No, no,
1: no, 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 no. Here, 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 here. No,
0: it won't take here, eight hours. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. I'm Remember, the C4 corner cutter. Oh, the C4 corner cutter. I totally forgot. How
1: could you have forgotten? Here, here it is. Take the C4, Jeff.
0: I can cut hundreds of counters.
1: Hundreds of counters. Line them up right in there. All right. Hold that blade. All right. Ready, go. Wow. Load in another five.
0: There you go. This is amazing. Ten more. Oh, my gosh. Another one! Can anything be easier? This is fantastic. This is a miracle. How did I ever get by without a C4 corner cutter? You ready to go to the tournament? Dave, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Don't let ragged corners ruin your next squad leader tournament. Get a C4 corner cutter from Counter Culture. When you order, mention the two half squads, and they'll toss a dollar into the shipper. Yep, a buck in the box just for mentioning the two half-squads. And there's no time limit on this offer. Something else, the C4 has gone retail, so check with your local hobby or game store to see if they have it. Speed up the tedious task of clipping counters one at a time. Get the C4 Corner Cutter. Less time clipping means more time gaming. And a buck in the box, too. For more info, just click the link on our show site. Well, that was the inimitable Perry Cock. Thanks, Perry, for taking the time to talk with us at Aslock. That was fun.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah. And that about
0: wraps it up, Jeff. It's yeah, long enough as it is. A very long show, but interesting from stem to stern. Absolutely. This was a beauty. Another great one. Yeah. Just <laughs> to ask us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We We do appreciate it, and remember to participate in our fabulous contest.
1: And roll low.
0: And may, oh, I almost said may the dice Let's be with, with you. you. You know, I can't get over it. Blast from the past. Yeah. So and roll low and. Rally well. And, but, not but not when, when you're playing, playing us. Up. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everyone. Oh, what a long show. A very so long show. Incredible. We are fascinating to ourselves. We're going to fit on. No, I don't think that they're going to have to upgrade. It's time to upgrade it to the. No, that, what's after the iPod, Angel? Yeah, J, yeah. the J pod. No, it's, it's an I. and I. I. Oh, yeah, it's my space. The I yeah, is the, the I Max. The I and the my. Yeah. All about us. Yep. We talk too much.